Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks again for tuning in this week. You know, the last couple of weeks, I've been discussing some of the basics on what long-term care is and, you know, how um, it pays for care, where it covers care. And even last week, we discussed a little bit about how the plans pay out, meaning once I'm on claim, how does that, how do I actually get the money? And it's either going to be through a reimbursement policy or it's going to be through what they call an indemnity or a cash policy. And again, if you miss any of these uh, live episodes, if you're listening on the radio, we always have the podcast available through our website or even your smart speaker. Just ask them to play long-term care radio, and it'll pick that up and play the episodes for you. But this week, I just want to continue the conversation with some of the key things to consider when putting a long-term care plan in place. And to start off today, I want to answer a question from a listener we got from Kevin from Littleton who emailed us and asked, how much does a standard plan cost? And I thought, you know, this is a great question because everybody wants to know the answer to this. And the answer to this, which again, the question is, how much does a standard plan cost for long-term care? Well, there is no standard plan, Kevin. That's kind of like asking how much a car costs. We can look at, you know, uh, a $150,000 brand new car. We can look at a $30,000 new car. We can look at a $1,500 used car. We can look at everything in between. And so as you tune in to long-term care radio, you will notice that we have a client of the week segment at the bottom of the hour each week. And as you listen to these, you will learn that there are no two identical plans. And that's really the whole idea of the client of the week. In other words, there's no standard plan, and this is one of the key things to consider when thinking about putting a long-term care plan in place. Long-term care plans should be designed specifically for the insured. And what do I mean by that? Well, when we're working with somebody, when we're working with a client who's looking at long-term care insurance planning, we look at several factors. We start off with the age and the health. This, number one, is what determines what you qualify for. Remember, your health is what allows you to buy long-term care insurance. That, that's first and foremost. I've, I've had clients in their 40s that have been turned down. I have clients that are 84 years old that were able to put a policy in place, a savings-based policy, because they were healthy enough to still qualify. So your age is really what determines your eligibility because long-term care insurance is medically underwritten. What, what, and that can be as simple as if you're really healthy and you're not taking any prescription drugs and you don't have any issues, it could just simply be a phone call and a prescription drug, drug check, or it could be a full physical. What they're really looking at is to see where you are in the state of your aging process and your comorbidities. And so they're going to look at your health. And then the age is another key factor. What we're looking at on age is also going to determine what plans we are eligible for. Now, most people think on the high end. Uh, otherwise, how old can I be? Which is, is a general rule. Most insurance carriers, 75, you're going to start seeing them drop off 80. Most of our carriers won't. I have a couple carriers that go to age 80. I have one carrier out there that will go to age 85 on a savings-based plan. So on the upside, as a general rule, it's usually you know that 75 to 80 is, is going to be the limit but again, it doesn't matter if you're 75 or 80, you still have to be healthy enough to qualify. Even if you're 66, you still got to be healthy enough to qualify. On the downside of the age spectrum, a lot of carriers will not underwrite people under age 40. Uh, Mutual of Omaha, a big traditional carrier, they are at age 30. One of the biggest companies out there, Transamerica, just got out of the long-term care business. They decided not to sell their traditional plans anymore after 20-some years. They, are, they used to underwrite all the way down to age 18. So age is a big factor in there, too. So what we're looking at when we're designing a plan is your age and your health. And assuming that everybody is healthy, your age is what's going to determine the premium for that same amount of coverage, meaning that if I want $5,000 a month of coverage for four years, a 55-year-old is going to pay less in premiums than a 60-year-old will. So that's where the age also comes in there. The next thing that we're going to look at 
is your financial situation, income and assets. How are you going to pay for a plan? This is different for everybody. You're going to hear we like a client of the week this week. We got a new one. A lot of people come in with a lump sum of assets. Some people will spread and pay over time. It depends. Do you have the assets to move over or are you going to pay it out of income? Do you have pension? Do you have social security? How do you want to pay for your plan? So we always take that in. Number one, you know, we're looking at agent health, trying to design a plan that fits for you. Number two, we're trying to figure out what's the best way to actually fund that plan for you. What's going to be the appropriate way. So that's where your income and assets will come in. Um, what about your legacy? This is something else that we look at. And when I say legacy, a lot of people think this is about how much money you leave behind, but it's more than that. A legacy is really, how do you want to be remembered? Are the last years, the best years or the worst years for your family? How do you want your assets to be spent? Do you, do you want those assets, everything you've worked hard for to pay for long-term care services, for assisted living, for nursing homes, whatever it is? Or do you want that money to go to your kids or to a charity or something that is important to you? That's really the legacy. So we talk about that. What are you really thinking about? And quite honestly, a lot of people are like, I don't care. I just want to die broke. It doesn't matter. Well, most of those people are the people that aren't going to be planning for long-term care anyway. So we kind of look at, you know, you, you have a nice nest egg. How do you want to, you know, how do you want that to go out, assuming you never end up in long-term care? And then what we do with a long-term care plan is try to put a plan in place that will protect that plan, protect that legacy. Um, next thing we look at is your personal goals. How do you want to age? Do you want to age in home? Um, do you want your kids to be involved in your journey through long-term care if you end up in long-term care? Do your kids want to be involved in that journey? I will just tell you right now that most of my clients get a plan so that they don't become a burden on their kids. Now, again, there's still some people out there. I have some clients that are, you know, they're going to move in with their kids. They're going to live with their kids. They're going to live kind of more on the same property or something like that. And there's still those cash indemnity plans that will allow them to bring some money in and pay family members. So that's why we kind of ask, what's your personal goals? What, how do you want to age? Do you want your kids to be involved? And then another thing that we look at is your family history. And again, we're talking about factors that we look at when we're trying to put a plan in place because there's no standard plan. And the family history is, you know, it's important. But I'll tell you what, it's just, just because my parents' house never burned down doesn't mean my house isn't going to burn down. You, just because everybody in your family dies at 65 from a stroke doesn't necessarily mean you're going to die from 65, at 65 from a stroke. But what we can do is we can kind of look at some patterns and we can start looking at that. You know, when we have people that have Alzheimer's or cognitive issues that run in the family, that's when we really want to take that into consideration when we're talking about the plans that we're trying to design for them. So the bottom line is there's a lot of factors that we need to look at when we design a plan because what we're really doing is customizing a long-term care plan for each person, for the insured, for the person that's going to be covered. We're trying to customize that plan. And, you know, another thing that I always stress to my clients, not only is there not a standard plan, there is no perfect plan. And I will tell you, when I was putting my asset base and plan in place a few years ago, I had a traditional plan that I'd taken out in my 40s. And I was really struggling. It was kind of funny. I was talking with Madeline, our case manager, and I said, I'm like the plumber with leaky pipes. I'm sitting here trying to figure this out. And the truth is, long-term care is not a finite situation, meaning we don't know how much long-term care we're going to need. How long are we going to need that care? What's the magnitude of the situation? Is it going to be 24-7 care? Or is it going to be just a few hours a day, a couple days a week? So honestly, we're kind of guessing at that part of it. And this is where we want to consider the factors that we just talked about. What's your assets? What's your income? What are we trying to protect? Another thing we want to consider <clears throat> is the family makeup and who's going to be insured. And so what I mean by that, are you single or do you have a spouse or a partner? Single people are at much larger risk for needing care. In fact, single women who have never been married actuarially are the highest risk group for long-term care insurance. And when you really think about it, you know, why is that? Well, number one, you don't have a spouse there. You don't have somebody else in the household. And if you were never married, a lot of those single women don't have children. So they don't have somebody to step in and come over and help out in a system. So what happens, remember, long-term care is really when we need help from others to get through the day. So a lot of people will depend on their family members early on in their journey. And then as it starts to 
become more and more complex and the needs start to increase, that's when we will turn into long-term care insurance and pull in the professionals or maybe move to an assisted living facility or whatever it is. But most carriers will give discounts for people that are getting plans together. Uh, even discounts if, if, let's say, the husband doesn't qualify but the wife does. If she's married, she'll still get some kind of spousal discount because they know there's a second person in the home. So what we're looking at is all of these factors when we're designing these custom plans. We're trying to figure out, you know, what's your situation? How do we design the plan that's right for you? What's the best way to fund it? Because there are no two exact standard plans. The plan that I have designed for myself and my wife might be good for me, but it may not be good for you. And so we're going to look at those situations for you. And so always keep that in mind. And I, and I get that question, and I really appreciate the question because it's, it, it's, it's something that people call it. They don't know. It's just their way of saying, hey, I want to kind of learn about long-term care. What's a standard plan? Well, that's the whole idea of the show. A little bit of education, get you guys up to speed. So when it comes time to put a plan in place, you want to do some planning, we can prepare you to go through the process to design a custom plan for you. So um, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to jump into one of the trends that I've been seeing and planning over the years, which is using averages. I want to discuss that and what I think about it. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors, and I want to take a minute during our break to say thank you to all the listeners in Northern Colorado tuned in here on KCOL. This is a special place for me as I graduated from Colorado State University. And when I had the opportunity to bring my program to the area, I jumped at the chance. Long-Term Care Radio is an educational program where we discuss options to mitigate the biggest risk we all face in our retirement years, which is a long-term care situation. Having a long-term care plan keeps you in control of your care options, and it makes sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need so the people you care about don't have to put their lives on hold to provide your care. I will bring you a new program every week with a goal of helping you understand what long-term care is and what your options are to protect yourself and your family. You can always get more information, including a link to our podcast at 525longtermcare.com. Again, that's 525longtermcare.com. And thanks again for tuning in on 600 KCOL. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back. Um, You know, again, if you're new to Long-Term Care Radio, you're going to hear a lot of the breaks. You're going to hear a lot of the ads talking about these webinars, these live webinars. And we do a couple of those every month. And I've got two on the calendar now for February. Believe it or not, we're already rolling into February. So that's going to be the 12th, which is a Saturday. We're going to do that 8 a.m. Mountain Time, 9 a.m. I'm sorry, um, 9 a.m. Mountain Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. I got that backwards. And then on the 17th, which is a Thursday, we're going to kick that off at 4 p.m. Mountain Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time. So we have listeners all over the West Coast, and so I'm trying to get those times out, and they're up on our website at 525 longtermcare.com. And again, the webinar is just a great way to come in and learn and more importantly, get your questions answered. 
And we just had a couple last month, which were great. I love the questions because what that does is it allows you on the on the webinar to somebody will ask a question, and then maybe that will pique your interest about something else, and you can send in a question, and we can kind of get the dialogue going. And that's really a good part of these webinars and why we do them live like that, so we can get the questions answered. So. Um, Talking today, we start out talking about the fact that there is no standard plan, that really what we're designing is a custom plan. And I will tell you, over my decade plus in this business now, I have seen a trend that really bothers me. And, what it, it, you know, it's, it's, you look for different interesting trends that are happening in anything. And, and the one that I've seen a lot of advisors doing out there with long-term care planning is using averages. And I will tell you, I totally disagree with this method. I sound like kind of a valley girl there. I totally disagree. But, you know, not being facetious, I do. I totally disagree with using averages, but I understand why we see people doing this. Averages, number one, give us a finite number or a baseline, a a starting off point. So when we say, well, the average cost is this or the average length of claim is this, it gives us a starting off point. So I understand that. Financial advisors, I mean, we're trained for that, right? We're trained for numbers and nice little brochures and, and, you know, here you go. If you you spend this amount, you got 98% chance of living, not running out of money, you know, until you're 93 in four months and 16 days. You know, they, they, they have all this software. They like finite numbers. And so I see this all the time. Well, the average cost is this. The average life expectancy is this. Therefore, if you have this, you should be okay. And I will tell you, should is a key way people hedge, right? Advisors, they hedge their advice. Well, I think you should be okay. I think the can of bear spray should keep the bear away from you. I mean, it should. And then when you get your your, your arm ripped off, they're like, oh, well, you know, I, I said, you know, sometimes they don't work. I, it should, should work. I mean, I've seen it work before. But anyway, you get my point. Should is the way they always say that. So my study of statistics has taught me that most people, including many advisors, don't understand the difference between average and median. Average is often used to express the midpoint, but it's not. The median is the midpoint or the mean. That's, that's where we say half above, half below. So we can look at a group of, uh, of numbers, a data set, and we can say here's the median and here's the average. And they're two distinct different things. The problem with using averages is it can greatly be affected by data outliers. So let's just take a look at an example of what I mean by this. Let's go to a neighborhood that had five homes in it, and let's say that all five of those homes sold. Now, if I tell you the average cost of a home in this neighborhood is $200,000, how much is a home going to cost? How much are you going to start working at saving? So the average cost is $200,000. You're going to think, well, possibly a little more, a little less, somewhere around there. You might get a little nicer home, a little less. Okay, so the average cost is 200000 Now, let's look at the exact same neighborhood. And what if I tell you the median price of a home is about $100,000? Okay, now how much are you going to save for a house? Well, again, $100,000 is the median price. People think, well, wow, that's the average. So, yeah, somewhere around 100000 If I got $110,000, i am good, right? $100,000. Now, both those numbers are correct for this data set. And average and median, the numbers, $200,000 average, $100,000 median. But here's how the homes sold in that neighborhood. We had four homes that sold for $100,000, and we had one big pimpin' mansion that sold for $600,000. That's the data point. So you take that million dollars of total sales, you divide it by five, 200000 is the average. But when we look at the median, we're looking at it half above, half, half below, or at. So that's where we're looking at that. We're saying, well, the median's 100000 the average is 200000 So you have to be very careful when you're using averages because we see it all the time. You know, our brains are designed to be efficient. In fact, you might say they like to be a bit lazy. We don't want to think too much or get caught up in the data most of the time, right? It's like, hey, just give me the bottom line. I mean, that's just uh, what do I need to do? What's the bottom line here? So averages are a way to take a complex amount of data and put it into a simple number that we can quickly comprehend, but averages don't tell the whole story. Using averages in long-term care planning can be incredibly dangerous in many ways, yet you know, I see advisors and agents repeating averages over and over again. It drives me crazy. We get these annual surveys out every year that has the average cost of everything. Some of the more common statistics used um, on, on averages are duration of care. One of my favorites is longtermcare.com says 3.7 years for women and 2.2 years for men. 
The problem with this metric is that they are using facility stays, mostly nursing home data. Average cost of care, we see this being spit out all the time. Average cost of care is this. It's $15 an hour. It's $30 an hour. It's $4,000 a month. It's $8,000 a month. Whatever it is, you, you can look at the cost of care data that Genworth puts out these big surveys. And Mutual Vomaha, where they pick each city and then they say the average cost of care. Well, again, I was participating in a webinar last week from a data research company who said the average couple will spend $285,000 on health care in retirement which includes long-term care services. Now, when we dig a little bit deeper and then we're going through their data set, they said, however, that's just an average for a couple. When we start looking at factors like health and longevity, and we look at Medicare surcharges, because remember, the more money you make, the more your just a gross income goes up, the more your Medicare costs go up. When they start factoring in different things like that, they come up with a different range, $149,000 to $821,000. Well, that's you know, if you've saved 285000 and you're in the $800,000 range, you're in a lot of trouble, right? And if you save 200000 and your average cost is only one hundred forty, well, you save too much. So that's the problem with averages. We're just all over. Now, if we take it from a long-term care perspective and we turn the tables upside down and we say, let's look at this from what the insurance carriers pay out. Well, here's some data you need to know. The average claim for an insurance claim, meaning how long an insurance carrier pays out, is about four years. And that is up three years from 20 years ago, from back in 2000. So you might deduce that if you have long-term care insurance plan that provides four years of coverage, you would be fine. But here's the problem with that data. When you dig down and you really look at it, one-third of the people that go on claim, that file a claim with a long-term care insurance plan, die within 12 months on claim. One-third, 33%. Yet the average is still four years. So if we figure in, we take out that third, and we really look at the true data, it means that if you make it a year, you're probably going to make it about five and a half years. And again, that's an average. A lot of people are going to die at year two, three, four, but also we have people in year you know, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 14, we have an a-, a claim going out there for almost 20 years. So again, what we have to look at is we have to look at averages very carefully because that doesn't tell us what our journey is going to be or how much money we need. In fact, what I always look at people and I say, you know, Let's face it, if you've got $100,000 in an IRA and that's all of your assets and you have $100,000 of long-term care insurance and it's a state partnership program, guess what? That plan is going to be very meaningful to you because it's going to allow you to protect that IRA. You're going to end up on Medicaid pretty quick, but guess what? You'll be able to hang on to that IRA money. So we would look at a very tiny, small plan like that. But when our clients come to us and they have five, 10, 20, 30 million dollars of assets, what we're really looking at is just saying, look, now we're in a position where we need to look at tax efficiency, we need to look at guarantees, we need to look at lifetime benefits and guarantee and get you a meaningful plan so that now you can do your estate planning and things like that. And so that's really what we have to focus on when we're trying to plan, put a plan in place for our clients. Now, my experience has taught me that very few, very few long-term care events are average. Again, we suggest you look at the big picture. And remember, the more assets you have and the more income you have, the more you have at risk in a long-term care insurance. Now, understanding that using averages can be dangerous, what do you do when it comes to putting a plan in place? How do you decide that? Long-term care insurance is essentially a tax-free bucket of money when you, you that we're buying today at a discount. That's why we're getting it. It's a, it's, a, it's a bucket of money that we're going to use to pay for that care that's guaranteed. It's got guaranteed values to it. We get to buy it at a discount today. That's why we do it. Our most popular plan by far is an asset-based plan with lifetime benefits. It's the plan that I personally have, which means lifetime benefits means I will never run out of that long-term care monthly benefit. I get that until I die. So it's a true catastrophic policy. And in fact, 20 years ago, nearly every insurance company out there offered lifetime benefits. That was just kind of the standard. We didn't know. It's like your house. You don't know if it's going to be a small fire or the whole house is going to burn down. So you insure the whole thing to burn down. Well, lifetime benefits kind of went to the wayside. I mean, people are living longer. Alzheimer's is going up. Interest rates are going down. So a lot of the carriers start pulling away from those lifetime benefits. But 20 years ago, it was kind of a standard option. You could get those lifetime benefits for just about everybody. So what we're going to do, let me take a break here. And when I come back, I want to introduce you to John and Jackie, our client of the week. And I'm going to show you how we put our most popular plan in place for them. And I'll walk you through what we discussed and why we went this route. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. 
providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended healthcare situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in. Again, if you are tuned in live, um, you know, we're all over now on several radio stations. um, And I know a lot of people, you're in the car, you're out of the car, you might just catch a a piece of this. Well, Long-Term Care Radio podcast is always available you can just ask your smart speaker to play it. You can get our past podcasts um, through our website at 525longtermcare.com. That's also where you're going to sign up for the webinars that you're going to be hearing promoted. And again, you know, we're kind of unique. Uh, we're not asking you to call us for a quote. In fact, you call me for a quote, you're not going to get very far because, again, there's no standard plan. I'm not going to just start guessing and trying to figure out what we need to do for you. So what we do is we have a, a process. We start with that uh, education, and then you fill out the pre-screen form, and then we're going to collect some information from you and start talking about designing a custom plan for you. And that's really the point of the show today was, you know, some of the other factors that we consider and the problems with using averages. And again, I think the takeaway for it, advisors hate this. You know, we always want to be right. But I tell people all the time, I, you know, I, you know, you got I, I had two plans for a while. I, I was hesitant to let my traditional plan go until they raised the rates on me. And then I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. I have an asset-based plan. Is it enough coverage? I don't know. But the nice thing is if I stay healthy, I can always add additional coverage down the road. And that's something to keep in mind too. But the key is something is better than nothing. So that's what we're always going to do is look at your situation and try to figure out, you know, what's going to work for you? How does it work? How is it going to affect your life, your family? What Does it meet your goals? And that's really the process of designing a plan. And every week at this time in the show, we have a client of the week. And this week, I want to introduce you to John, who is 61. Jackie, his wife, is 62. Both are currently working in a business that they own. Now, they are planning on running the business for another five years from a, from a day-to-day management point of view. They're about five years max, they said. And at that point, they will retire. And they are kind of in the process of transferring ownership. So they're, they're, they've been working on that, and they have all that set up. However, they will still have a stake in this business moving forward. They will still own part of this business. Um, their goal when they retire finally is just to have the freedom to travel and spend more time with the kids and the grandkids. They had kids late. Their kids were older when they had kids, so they've got very young grandchildren right now. So that's why they're saying, hey, in the next five years, we want to start uh, being able to have the freedom to do the trips to Disneyland and to the beach and do those things and go skiing and all those things that they want to do with their kids. So um, their concerns, I'll tell you, John's mother is currently in a memory care clinic. And folks, a memory cl- care clinic is just a place that specializes for people that have cognitive issues. Uh, she's been receiving long-term care services now for four years, and it looks like she could be in this place for quite a while longer. So John is living this firsthand. Um, Jackie watched her mother go through a long-term care situation after taking care of her father. And she basically became, Jackie's mom basically became chronically ill. Again, that physical and mental stress of being a caretaker usually catches up with people because we're, you know, older. A lot of the caregivers are older. They're taking care of a spouse. They're in their golden years. And it's just much harder to do some of these things like transferring and bathing and dressing and and all the things that need to, to, to be done day in and day out. So she said the last two years of her mother's life was just awful for everyone. And again, your legacy, think what Jackie's looking at. She's like, you know, those years with my mom, the last two years were awful. We wish we didn't have to go through that. And that's a bad, you know, that's a bad feeling. And I, and I, I don't wish that on anybody. Um, so so their, their goals, their concerns, they don't want to be a burden on their kids. They don't want to have to deal with that. They just, they're, they're into planning. They want to just make sure that if, if we need something, we're going to be able to flip the switch and there's going to be somebody there that's going to be able to help us out and take care of us. Um, from a financial perspective, John did not want the business to be at risk um, if something happened to him. He said, look, you know, that's their number one asset. And if something happened to either one of them and then, you know, they, they burn through their cash, 
would their business be at risk or would they have to sell you know part ownership in the business quicker than they wanted to so that was something that was very important to him and he just wanted to make sure that they also had a plan in place so that if he wasn't there his wife was taken care of and vice versa that they didn't have to dump that burden out on the kids uh what we found out about of them um, both of them are in pretty good shape. Uh, Jackie had some arthritis starting to develop, but she was eligible for coverage, which is good. And you got to remember, musculoskeletal issues are, are, you know, that's the number three reason why people file claims on long-term care. So just be aware of that. A lot of people think, oh, it's just a little arthritis. Well, it depends where the arthritis is and how severe it is. But she was still eligible. She was she came to us at the right time. John had a stent put in last year. Um he was stable. Now, the thing about heart, remember, cardiac issues are still number one problem in this country. In fact, cardiac issues, the heart issues are still the number one killer in this country. Everybody thinks COVID, COVID, COVID. Nope, it's still heart disease. So he had a stent put in, and what the insurance carriers are looking at that is, okay, he's been stable. He's had the stent. He hasn't had any problems. But if he has another episode, some kind, another issue with his heart after that stent in, he could easily become uninsurable. So... Um, that was good timing that they came in. So that's, again, why we start with the pre-screen. We're looking at your situation. We're saying, okay, where are we at health-wise? How fast do we need to move? Okay, you're good. Or you know what? You're still in physical therapy. We need to wait a couple months, and then we'll move in and, and apply. So, so these guys hit us at the right time. Um, they had retirement accounts set up. Their home was paid for. They had some cash savings. But their overwhelming asset was the business, without question. That was the number one asset they had. The business was structured and taxed as a C corporation. So you have your sole proprietors, you have your your partnerships, you have your S corporations, you have LLCs. Those can be taxed as, as partnerships or they can be taxed as sole proprietors. But a C corporation is a separate entity. That means you become the employee of that company. The company is a separate entity itself, whereas an S corporation the profits or losses flow through to the owners. So a C corporation, that doesn't happen. And the C corporation gives us some different advantages on things that we can write off on taxes. So that's key to know. They did have an exit strategy for the business they, uh, with a timeline set out. So they planned on you know getting away from the day-to-day operations. They also had some done some estate planning. Their main goal was to preserve as much of their estate for the children and the two charities that they supported. They had a couple of charities that they were very proud to be supporting, and they wanted to continue to do that. Uh, remember when I was talking earlier about your legacy? It's how you want to re- be remembered. It's where you want your money to go. Where where do you want what you work for to support? Do you just want it to go to the government? Do you want it to go to caretakers? Do you want it to actually go to a charity, a foundation, your children's college, whatever it is? So that's kind of what they had already been planning on with some estate planning. Uh, what was important about a plan for them? Well, both John and Jackie said they wanted a meaningful plan. They wanted something that would protect them regardless of the situation, meaning they didn't want to run out of benefits. They were in a position financially that they felt they could afford that. So they said, I want something that, you know, will handle. They're looking again. We're looking at the magnitude of the event. What's the magnitude of the event? Does the whole house burn down? We have enough insurance to cover that. That's kind of what they were thinking. Um, so they also like the idea of money that they put into that plan going back to the estate. Like, hey, that's the best of both worlds. And again, that's what we're talking about with these asset-based plans now. If you don't use the money, you're going to park this money over here. But if you don't use it for long-term care, guess what? It's going to go to somebody else. But if you do need it, you're going to get all this leverage and all these other benefits. They really like the idea of the claim support. You're going to hear me talking about that. Claim support is, you know, <clears throat> like I said, when my house burned down when I was a kid down in, down in Monta Vista, the insurance company didn't just come up and give you money. They, they came out and they knew what to do. They knew how to get the permits. They knew how to get a contractor. They knew how to make sure the contractor wasn't ripping them off. They knew how to make sure that the subcontractors were doing their jobs. They knew what to do with the old material. That's the claim support. And that's what I'm saying. That is the value. That's the reason why I have the plan that I have. Because this company that I have has a concierge level claim support, meaning they assign somebody to you. So you have a, a direct number to call one person that becomes familiar with your situation and your family and can guide you and your family and help you out and answer those questions. I call them the travel guides. They, they, they speak the local language. They know the medical system in and out, and they can guide you and help you uh, make the decisions and, and get the care that you need. So again, some of the companies offer that. Not all of the companies do. This was something that Jackie really wanted. She said, I would love to have that. Um, they, they also wanted to age in home, which... 
all plans are going to allow you to do that now. But I know a lot of people still think they got to go somewhere. So that was something John said. I said, okay, that's fine. You know, the plans are going to allow you to do that. They wanted something, you know, some flexibility though, in case they needed to go to a facility or continuing care center or a memory clinic, like, like John's looking at his mom. He's like, you know, I just want to make sure the plan covers all those situations said fine. Um, as a business owner, John wants to know if he could deduct any of the premiums and what that, how that would affect the benefits in the future. And and John was pretty smart about some of these things. He had some life insurance and disability. He knows that I cannot deduct life insurance premiums. I cannot deduct disability insurance as a business owner and then still get the benefits tax-free. Well, when I explained to John, guess what? You can deduct some of those benefits as a, as a business owner, especially a C corporation, and or you deduct some of the premiums the benefits still come back tax-free. So that was something that was really exciting to him or exciting um, about the plans that we had out there. Um, both wanted a top-rated company and and both wanted to fund it. The, their initial goal was just to fund it up front. They just wanted to write a check and be done. They didn't want to drag payments into retirement, especially since they had a very finite window, a few years that they were planning on stepping away from the business. And so that's kind of what their goal was. That's what was important to them. So what did we do for him? Well, here's, here's what we did. We, number one, we recommended our top-selling asset-based plan out there because of the features that it offers. Our top-selling plan has lifetime benefits. It has money back to the estate if you don't use it. It has the concierge-level claim support, and it has a wide variety of funding options, meaning I can do a single pay, I can do five pay, I can do 10 pay, I can do 20 pay, I can do a combination of things. And when I say five pay or 10 pay, that just means five annual payments or 10 annual payments, and the policy's paid up. So think of it like a five-year car loan or a 10-year car loan. It's paid up at the end of that. So this company gives us a lot of those options. Um, Because the business is a C-corporation, we are able to deduct all of the long-term care portion, which is not the entire policy on these asset-based policies. Remember, think of an asset-based policy. I tell you, long-term care insurance is a bucket of money. Think of an asset-based plan as two buckets of money that are connected. Bucket one is going to be the cash value or the life insurance portion of the policy. Bucket two is going to be the pure long-term care insurance, which is can be up to a lifetime benefit. That's the portion that we're going to deduct, the long-term care side. So we can deduct that. Um, now, some of the companies will separate out the premiums for those two buckets that are linked because, again, the IRS calls these linked benefits. We're linking long-term care insurance with another benefit. So we say, well, we if we separate out the premiums, we can deduct the linked portion of the long-term care insurance. And so this company does that. So we always, when we see a business owner, not all the companies do that. So we're always looking at those handful of companies that will take that extra step to separate out those premiums so we can get the deduction. Now, here's what we basically did for them. We set up a plan, and this was very interesting. We... Um, Instead of doing a single deposit, we took one single deposit lump sum of $265,000, and then we set up four annual payments. So starting year two, they'll make four payments of $36,935. Now, this is a pretty robust plan, folks. Again, business owners, they had a lot of assets. This is why we're talking about this. If we cut the numbers in half, the benefits would be in half. So they're going to put a total of $413,000 into this plan over the course of five years. Year one, two sixty-five, and then the next four years, $36,935. So they'll do that, and then the policy is paid up. Now, what do they get for that? Well, both John and Jackie will be able to get $180,000 a year tax-free of long-term care insurance, meaning that if they're both on claim together, $360,000 is coming out of that plan. So that's $15,000 a month per person. Each person gets their own $15,000 for an unlimited amount of time. This is the type of plan that I have. I will never run out of that lifetime long-term care benefit. So they could pull out you know, $360,000 if they're both on claim for 10 years. It wouldn't matter. They it will all come out to them tax-free. The plan's also going to give them two times their monthly benefit for caregiver training. So that's another $30,000. It's going to give them two times that monthly benefit, another $30,000 for home improvement and medical equipment. So if they need to make some adjustments, buy an adjustable bed, get a wheelchair ramp, grab handles, whatever it is, that will come out of the policy as well. And they still get their $15,000 monthly benefit for their long-term care. If they never use their plan... This is the asset-based plan, folks. So remember, if they don't make use of their plan, $500,000 is paid back to the estate tax-free. So they get a half million dollars back. 
remember, they put 400 in over the course of five years, 413, they're guaranteed to get 500 back. Now, if they go on claim and they only use, say, $200,000, well, $300,000 will be paid back to the estate. So when I talk about these linked benefits and there's a return of premium or a death benefit attached to them, that means that's going to be the guaranteed amount they're going to get back, whether it's long-term care insurance, whether it's just death benefit, or whether it's a combination of the two. So again, 413 in, they're guaranteed to get 500 back. Now, what's nice about this plan is they both have unlimited lifetime long-term care, and that's where people need to understand, why don't you just keep your $400,000 and let it grow? Because what happens if, if you're like John's mom and you end up in a memory clinic and you end up, look, it could be eight years or 10 years. Well, that money that you invest is not, you're going to run out of that versus the idea with the insurance is like, if I don't use it, I put 400 in, I get 500 back, but should I need it? I've got $15,000 a month I can pull out for the rest of my life tax-free. That's the leverage. That's the guarantee. That's the insurance that we get. Now, Remember that John was taxed as a C corporation. So under IRS rules, I can pull out the and deduct the long-term care insurance premiums on this policy. And this is what we're going to do. He had to write a check year one for $265,000, but actually year one, he wrote a check for $79,000 out of the business because that's the portion that is deductible year one. So he can write that right out of the business as a C corporation. Year two through five, he gets to write those next four payments of 36935 All is going to come out of the business. So the business is going to pay a total of $227,000 of this four hundred and thirteen. That's the tax deductible portion of this policy. Now, what does that mean if we look at it from a corporate tax rate of 21%? Well, that will save them $47,000 in taxes basically because they get to deduct that so that's that saved the business 47,000 if they take that money home they're in a 30 percent tax bracket well obviously it cost them a lot more so this is the advantages of the business owners that we always want to look at how do we separate out the deductible part they will pay 227 out of the business that leaves roughly about $185,000, give or take, that they're going to pay personally. But that was just year one out of their savings. They're done. So the following payments will be paid out of the business. Those will be tax deductible. And for them, like you said, it even makes sense. If I have to reduce my salary a little bit to make those payments, it would still make sense because I get to write those off. It's like putting money in a health savings account or something. It's a deduction for the business. And guess what? If they never use it, $500,000 is still guaranteed to come back, and that $500,000 is tax-free. So when you take the net cost out for these guys, they're going to be somewhere in that, you know, maybe that 370 range of cost, of net cost for that insurance policy. They're guaranteed to get $500,000 back, but should they need care, unlimited lifetime benefits. Whew. Okay, did it again. I got to take a break here, um, come up for air. Stick around. When we come back, I'm going to close out the show. I've got a little bit more information um, that I want to share with you. We'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. As we age, we can't always plan on good health, but you can plan long-term care coverage to give peace of mind to you and your family. Hey, it's Mandy Connell, and a great way to learn about long-term care is to join my friends from 525 Advisors for their upcoming free long-term care planning live webinar. You'll learn so much. 525 Advisors will explain how long-term care works, what the coverage pays for, and you'll discover all the new options and different ways to fund a plan. They even have plans with lifetime benefits that pay you back if you never use it. Then when you're ready, 525 Advisors will design a custom plan with you, just like they're doing for my husband and me right now. I love how much time they've spent with us, and it's not just me. Read the reviews. People love working with Brian and Madeline at 525 Advisors. So get the great peace of mind long-term care coverage 
gives you. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back. It's, uh, whoo, again, I, I tell you what, you just, uh, or if you're tuned in, the client of the week. Folks, I just love this. Um, it, it's kind of like building to me. I, I start off and we, we gather all this data and we try to put it all together. And then my favorite part about putting plans together, especially for business owners, is trying to find the tax deductions um, that are available out there for business owners. Because, again, long-term care insurance is unique. That If we get deductions on the front end for the premiums, we still get the benefit back tax-free. And I'll talk a little bit about that before we go, just about what the deductions are, what if you're not a business owner. Um, Again, you heard uh, some ads during break. We do have a couple of webinars coming up. Um, They're in February, so look for those. It's going to be Saturday and the following Thursday, and the dates on that are the 12th and the 17th. And all that information is on our website. And again, I want to give you a little um, feedback on this. when you sign up for the webinar, you're not signing up for, you know, a spam or an email list. We don't do that. In fact, I can't stand that. I cannot stand that you make a reservation for a hotel or something, and then next thing you know, you you get 20 emails in your inbox over the next month about, you know, this, that, and the other thing with the hotel that has nothing to do with you. We do not do that. What we're simply going to do is send you a link, and then when you're ready for the webinar, you click on that link, and you can just watch it in your browser. You do not have to download software. If you're using Zoom out there, you know every time you get on Zoom, they're like, oh, there's an update available. Do you want to update this now? It's like we don't have any of that. You just click on the link, watch the webinar, and if you have a question, you can send it in and participate live. That's not a problem. So that's what we're going to do moving forward since COVID hit. The live classes are just very difficult, obviously, to pull off. So we do the live webinar, and we just mimic our class. So you'll be able to ask questions and get them answered. And you'll, you'll, I'll share the other questions that other people ask as well, too. And that's part of that learning process. So, um, again, 525longtermcare.com is where you sign up for that. So you just heard me in the client of the week, the, the tax deduction. So how do you deduct long-term care insurance premiums? I will tell you, as an individual out there, you are very limited. Um, If you are a business owner, you do get some deductions. So if you're a sole proprietor, you are taxed as an S-corporation, you're taxed as a partnership, um, they're all going to be treated the same way. The IRS is going to give you a deductible amount that they raise or they, well, I should say they raise. They did not raise for 2022. It's the same deduction as it was in 2021 but it's based on your age and it goes in blocks of 10 years like 40 to 50 50 to 60 60 to 70 over 70 they give you an amount that you can deduct but you have to be a business owner so you deduct that out of the business proceeds or if you have a health savings account you can deduct those same numbers so that's about the only way as an individual you can get a tax deduction on long-term care insurance 
Now, if you there is a, a, an option out there, if let's say you spend seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross income on medical expenses in a given year, you can then add in insurance premiums. So if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year and you have eight thousand dollars of medical expenses out of pocket, well, then that's going to trigger that seven and a half percent. You can then add in your medical, your dental insurance, and even long-term care insurance, but it's just for that year. So that's about the only way as an individual that you're going to be able to get that deduction. A business owner or a health savings account or spending more than 7.5% of your adjusted gross income in any given year. But regardless, if you get to deduct that, you get to still receive the benefits tax-free. Long-term care insurance, is again, I tell them it's a tax-free bucket of money. It's a bucket of cash. It doesn't count as income. If you are a C corporation, if you own a C corporation or you're an LLC taxed as a C corporation, you then get to deduct long-term care insurance premiums without limits. So in our example, our client of the of the week, John and Jackie got to deduct a huge amount of the premiums, you know, like $79,000 the very first year out of that, that 200 and something they put in, you know, and then every year after that, the full premiums were deducted because that was just the long-term care insurance portion. So that's the carve out for the C corporations. Um, so again, we're going to help guide you through that. But again, long-term care insurance when the benefits come back, they don't affect your income, which means when you're on claim, it's not pushing up your just and gross income. It's not pushing up your Medicare costs. And a lot of people forget about that. When you start pushing up your just and gross income because you're selling assets, you're pushing up the cost of Medicare. And a lot of people remember there's five tiers to that. So again, we want to look at the tax advantages. Long-term care insurance is always going to come back to you tax-free. So the advantage on the front end are there any deductions? We'll guide you through that. Well, you've burned another week. Um, I will get together um, with you next weekend and always grab our podcast at 525longtermcare.com and sign up for a class. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com.